Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 125. I'm Larry, your host, as always. With me today is Jessalyn. Hello. Oh, man. Summer's coming to an end pretty soon, and we finally have some movies going to the theaters. Yep. Not not me, though. No, My no. body will not be in that theater. No, same here. It's, it's kind of... Um, very, uh, very few movies. There's two that I know of that are coming to theaters right now. And this is, what is it, the 20th? August 20th, 2020? That's or, today, yeah. Yes. So that's when we're recording this. Uh, I saw today that a couple new movies are coming out on Friday or today or whatever. Uh, the sequel to Train to Busan mm-hmm. called Peninsula is coming out. And it's actually going to be in theaters around where I live. And then we have that Russell Crowe movie where he's an angry dipshit with road rage looking to kill some lady with her kid. So it's like a loose autobiography of Russell Crowe. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it looks like it's a mashup of like changing lanes and Russell Crowe being an asshole. So <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, I won't be seeing any of these movies. I think maybe Train to Busan might be released tomorrow i'm not sure peninsula you mean yeah yeah well train to busan colon peninsula i believe that's oh i see i gotcha Uh, not getting the best reviews but i still want to see it because the first one is really good yeah i liked the first one so but yeah uh, that's what's coming out in theaters other than that we just watched a bunch of shit again trying to reach the end of shutter we are getting there. We just have a shitload of foreign movies that we have to watch. Yeah. Not that we hate them or anything. Right. It's just that we're usually... Nothing. <laughs> it's like a Sunday and yeah, we're right. relaxing. Exactly. I don't want to read. Don't feel like reading. Yeah. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with it. I love mm-hmm. it. We will. There are yeah. some that I'm really interested in. I've just yeah. been too lazy. Yeah, there's the... The original Satan Slave mm-hmm. is uh, is on Shutter now, so I like to check that out. But let's get into some of the movies that we've seen recently in the last week. Uh, start firing these off, so uh, right. see if I can remember them. So Joe Bob's last drive-in show is back. Oh uh, yeah, for it was a two a one episode uh, double feature. Right. So, yeah. So I I don't know if you finished the second one was Victor Crowley I fell asleep for that one yeah well we've seen that one previously and we've seen it. yeah and, and I, th- I think we've talked about it before yeah and the first one was Slumber Party Massacre two which yes. I had never seen before <laughs> I don't even think I knew it existed oh yeah <laughs> what did you think of Slumber Party Massacre two I liked it um I think the first one is funnier I mean mm. there are just so many cute tongue in cheek moments of the first yes. one but I thought two was fine. It reminds me a lot about um, how Return of the Living Dead and Return of the Living Dead 2 are kind of made. Okay. The re- first Return of the Living Dead is very, very much like like that. It's tongue-in-cheek kind of stuff. It's not all-out comedy. It's not like in-your-face kind of thing. But the sequel is that, and it gets really goofy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's just really silly. And these other ones aren't silly like that. When it comes to something, when it, um, but anyway, um, okay. <laughs> uh, what did you think, really? I mean, what's? Um, I don't know. It was an '80s movie. <laughs> satisfied did my you... slasher <laughs> thirst, I guess. I don't know. Well, you kind of you watched Psycho Three after this. I and did. I wasn't home. Yeah. 
So why did you watch Cycle 3 after this one? Because, and I keep forgetting why. The only reason... Like, <laughs> they told me, oh, because one of the actors is in it. Yes, from um, so, Summer yeah. Party Massacre 2 and also Friday the 13th Part yeah. 5. It's way better than Psycho 3, which is not good. No. <laughs> and I'm mad at Jeff Fahey right now. I'm trying to get over that. I know that that was 1986 or whenever that was. Uh-huh. Why don't you get mad at... What's his... Oh, he's dead. That's why. Yeah, but I'm not... He directed it, He's so. not, like, rapey. <laughs> no, oh, the character. <laughs> he's only murdery. He only directed the rapey parts. But yeah. <laughs> no, it was definitely dead set in the 80s. But we're not talking about Psycho 3, which is terrible. We're talking about... Summer Party Summer Massacre. Party Massacre 2. I was yeah. cracking up, because I thought yeah. this movie was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it's stupid. And, yeah, don't don't take too much into it, because... Neither yeah, this one. Is yeah, the, they're both fun. The... The one that's just not, it's just sillier. Yeah. So, anyway. Next. Next. This one was first for sale for 15 bucks. We could buy it, and we were like, no. <laughs> and apparently everybody else did that, too, because suddenly it was available for four bucks. Deep Blue Sea 3. Yes. My love <laughs> of shark movies, as always. Yeah. My love of Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. I don't remember the second one all that much. I don't either, but I know we've watched it. Yeah, I know I've watched it. <laughs> Only once, though. I don't have any memory of it. This has Alex from Lost and Cole from The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> That's how I know them. So hopefully our fans here <laughs> know so who Tanya these Ramon people are. and Nathaniel Busalik. I don't really know how yeah. to say that. Um, they're the only faces that I recognized, I think. Did you recognize any other faces? I just recognized the, the lady from Lost. That's it. Yeah, the Alex from Lost. It was hard to look at faces in a couple of scenes where it was just like beef mania, hunk USA. <laughs> this movie was, is, is beefy, is almost, it's just as beefy as maybe like a scene from 300. Just one scene. But it's still a beefy movie. Yeah. Well, these guys are built like uh okay deep deep blue c3 this, this is the story it's uh uh the sharks from the the previous one uh the bull sharks escaped yeah. mm-hmm. now they're headed towards this island that's sinking that was built on a coral reef and these scientists and doctors are on this coral reef um just studying sharks and everything and they're trying to preserve it and the sharks the bull sharks show up to uh-huh. bang and right. make other really smart sharks it's, yes. it's like a breeding ground yes yeah and then um, the from the first movie, um, I believe that you know they fucked everything up. And then the second movie, they fucked everything up again. So yeah. the people from the second movie are trying to cover their tracks in this one right. by killing these sharks mm-hmm. or capturing them or whatever they want to do with it. I think it's just pretty much they just want to kill these sharks it, to cover it. It depends on who you're talking to, right? right? Exactly. Which character you're, is is monologuing to us? Yeah. Exactly. I I had a good time watching yeah, this one. Yeah, me too. I'm not mad. I had fun. You didn't like the fighting in it, like the the male to male combat. Well, it's just like why? Why is this scene here? It, Dude, I just did feel you like there see? were a lot more scenes that were more dedicated to like character development and action than there were to actual sharks. When you have that much beef on screen, <laughs> there was a lot. Of you got to fucking show it off. How, they can't <laughs> fight sharks because sharks then, don't have arm muscles. In the other two scenes, it's just them like. Their wetsuits are halfway up, and they're just yeah, like, they're like getting ready. Each other. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. This this movie. 
if you like big strong men, I, wet yeah. or dry. I feel like it's so distracting that even you didn't know what they were talking about because there's just so yeah, much. Yeah, it was just like, Jesus, man. <laughs> Shirtless. <laughs> Did you walk off the set of 300 <laughs> on this one? Oh, man. Men, yeah. You know, this male nudity was really gratuitous, okay? <laughs> uh, this no needs to stop. And no butts. <laughs> and you want to know, and this movie does have a way bigger meaning, too, which I... I I, I don't think I'll be able to uh, delve or dive into it as much because okay. I don't remember as much Does as I it? did. All right. Did you notice in this movie that not one female died? No, but there aren't very many females in it at all. So. Well, because they had to fill it with all the beefcakes, man. Right. So not one female died because there was literally one female in it. There were I'm four sure. females okay, in it because you can't even I see your guys. own g- gender. Shoulders and pectoral muscles. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was making. I, I had like this okay. whole thing in my head leading up to this, and then I, I guess I just do too many drugs and I forgot like what I was going to add on to that. I'm sorry. I mean, but it's I, okay. I don't think what you're inferring is what the movie was implying, but that's really cool that you think. You that. See, I think so because look at what you have you have these big strong men here and they can't defeat these fucking sharks right who defeats them the women the women do yeah and i think that's just i i think that's kind of trying to tell us something maybe not getting it over the best that they could but four women i'm sorry three two two okay name them which two reina ioi plays who's that (laughs) maya like who's you, the techie? Uh huh. And Tanya Ramone, who plays Emma. Uh huh. And that's it. That's it. Oh, and the one who was living there, she doesn't count at all. <gasps> oh my we'll leave god! Out, yeah, let's leave out the black oh, one. Bahari's <laughs> wife. Yes. We didn't even talk about Bahari. Yeah, exactly. You're right, Bahari's wife Nandi, who is pointless. Not because she's black, because her character is <laughs> underwritten and pointless. But she holds her own at the end there, and she fights back. Kind of. She doesn't really do anything. She barely even mourns Bahari. And we haven't talked about how great Bahari is. Bahari's in like two scenes. I know, One. and I missed him immediately. He was like, I don't want to leave this island. Then he leaves the island on the boat and he dies. They play with you. Like, you think maybe Bahari made it. His Bahari arm did. It. That's it. <laughs> but yeah, I think this movie tried. Yeah, it did. And I had a good time. Right. Yeah. What do you want from Deep Blue Sea 3? I mean, yeah. what was anyone expecting from that? I got what I wanted yeah. out of it. Yeah, for sure. And you're right. You're right. The women get together at the end and they defeat the sharks. Right. Yeah. And they're the most sane in the whole movie. <laughs> they're the ones right? who are making yeah. sense instead of pulling their shirts off and right and muscling it out. Right. Together. Yeah. Like the guys make the worst decisions in this movie. <laughs> like the right. one dude who's going to jump off the boat to be heroic and he oh goes right into the shark's mouth. That was so stupid and yet so satisfying. It was. I, don't know if I loved it or hated it. This is a satisfying movie. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed it, and I recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I recommend it, too. I'd wait till it's free, but whatever. We <laughs> Rent it, you four bucks cheap for fuck. it, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> next. So, next we watched The Rental. I was interested in this. You put it off a couple of times, so yes. I couldn't tell if you were interested or just not in the mood. I went off a critic, so... Um, okay. But I thought about it a little more. I was like, okay, I should check this out. I like some of the actors in it. Yeah, because I heard good and bad things. And this was Dave Franco's directorial debut. I Mm -hmm. like him. So I was like, all right, let's check this out. 
And what did you think? How did you like it? Did you? I, I liked it, um, and then I didn't anymore. Uh huh. Yeah. Which was just like the beginning and all through, and then just like at the end you didn't. Or well, at the end, I should I just spoil it. I feel like people are gonna want to watch it, so I don't want to say why I don't like it. Hmm. It it starts out as one movie that you think is deeper than it ends up being. They mm-hmm. go through all this character development that's meaningless. Uh huh. With, with the last few scenes. Yeah, I can see that. I I do I do see where you're coming from. Yeah. But at the same time, though, I will have to be a little bit devil's advocate here. Go ahead, here, please. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Is that um, the end is, or the end of our characters that we're following is very abrupt. And yeah. that's it. There's nothing else that happens after that. And then we're moving on at the end of the movie to other characters, continuing the story of what's going on but and i can see how that isn't fulfilling in a way but uh go ahead yeah no go ahead you finish no i'm done um i guess i can see i feel like if i really want to tell you my problems i have to spoil the whole movie spoil the movie we're spoiling it don't listen for the next couple of minutes so my problem with the end is that it just turns into your run-of-the-mill slasher movie with not as much gore as I usually like in a slasher movie. Whereas mm. at the beginning of the movie, you see these characters, their friendships, their developments, their flaws, and I really think that's going to culminate into something that the the villain can manipulate. Mm-hmm. But, I, and, but it doesn't to me. But I suppose it sort of does in that he's been filming them this whole time, mm-hmm. and that sort of turns them against each other. But then he just kills them. I don't know. Right. It, it's not as though he's playing a game of, like, making them distrust each other in certain right. situations. It's just like, now they're all pissed off at each other, and he just kills them all. Right. You thought so, it was going to come to a bigger head. Yeah, it didn't accomplish what I thought it had set out to right. accomplish. It was, it was, you thought it was going to be more of the slasher is going to fuck with everyone and watch them destroy themselves. Because that's to rather them started. Right, yeah. you would think that, yes. I think... Part of it, too, is he was just, he was waiting for that to happen. And he does. And he does. He waits a while. But he sees what's going on and the extreme lengths that they're taking now. Because in this movie, two of the, uh, these, there's two couples. Mm -hmm. And one from each of the couples ends up hooking up with each other in this, in this rental. Right. And then they find out later on that. There's a camera, and they saw everything, and they recorded everything. So throughout the rest of this movie, these two characters are trying to hide that or trying to figure out how to diffuse this before it comes to a head. Right. And so they're going to these extreme lengths now to where they would usually just do something about it or call the cops or whatever. They don't do it instead, and they end up killing people, and it moves on from there. So I think our antagonist of this movie actually was going to let that happen, but saw things were going a little too far. Like People were leaving. Like Alice yeah. and Brie was leaving. Mm-hmm. They thought maybe like this might have been a little different. So yes. that's, that's what I, I would take from it. Okay. But I, I do see where you're coming from with that. Like You do make up this, this world with these people in it, and you're thinking it's going to come out to a different conclusion, and it would seem more of like a, a, like a slasher at the end where they're off one by one in a way, and then... And it's not even really it's not even like fun deaths or anything like that. No, they're kind of... Um, I don't and I don't think this is a movie where the where 
deaths like that are going to be... I don't think this is the kind of slasher movie we're... we're or even a slasher movie, really. I agree, but that's what it turns into, and then I thought, well, the consolation prize will be the gore. And then I didn't even get that. Mm, yeah, okay, I, I well... I I wouldn't call it a slasher either, really. I would say that kills are kind of brutal. There's, um... Uh, what they do with a the body, they throw it off a cliff and it hits... A, <laughs> but that's almost comedic, and yeah. in a good way. I mean, yes. I liked that scene. Mm-hmm. And then there's when, um... When the guest gets hit in the head with the hammer, yeah, he Dan and that Stevens. Dan Stevens, uh, like that was um, the sound effects and how it happened is, is yeah. It, it, there's not a lot of fast cuts to it. It's just like bam, bam, bam. There he is. He's dead. And um, if I can remember how the rest of them die, like you don't even see how Allison Brie dies. She's already dead. She's when already you find dead. Her. Um, um, yeah, I don't remember the other two. They were forgettable. Uh, I ended up liking this movie a lot more than I thought. Um, yeah. So I I do recommend it. Don't expect a slasher. Don't expect things to go the way you want them to go. It's worth it for the actors. Yes, for sure. it is. They, that was great casting. They had great <laughs> chemistry with each other. Um, but in, in the end, it sort of just fizzled for me. That's all. Okay. But I did like it. Good good first effort, Dave Franco. <laughs> go on. <laughs> Next. <laughs> he doesn't need my support. Yeah, no. But he's got it. Next. Uh, we watched Lyle. This was 2014 on Shutter. This starred, I keep wanting to call her Karen, Gabby Hoffman. Gabby Hoffman, Her yeah. name's Karen in Field of Dreams, and so her name's always Karen to me. Um, so it's about uh, a woman and her partner move into this apartment complex with their toddler. Um, the toddler dies. Falls um, out of a window. Falls out of a window. Horribly tragic. Uh, and during this time, Gabby Hoffman's character is starting to believe that she's in a satanic building. It's got a, I mean, it, it's lifting a little bit from Rosemary's yes. Baby, and I think it would even have to admit that. Yes, yeah. very much so. Uh, but I liked it. Again, I thought the acting was good. Yeah. Um, there, I got a small surprise. I, I didn't knock my socks off, but mm. I didn't quite expect it, so. Uh, I thought it was okay. I, I, I do recommend it. It's quick. It's what sixty two minutes. Yeah, so yeah, like that? real yeah. quick, really short. It's on Shutter. That's from twenty fourteen. I can't find it because it's like, did you mean Missy Pyle? I'm like, no, <laughs> that is not what I meant. Please, just you know, I type something in. <laughs> fucking look for it. It's there. Look for that the movie. Uh, so anyway, yeah, nice and short. It's on Shutter and good acting. It was fun. Hmm. If you've never seen Rosemary's Baby, it's going to blow you away. <laughs> but you have, so it might mildly surprise you. Right. Yeah. Next. Next. This was your pick. Uh, 2019 on Shudder. Confessional. Confessional. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. So you give the synopsis of this, because I have to look it up to remember. Okay. So Confessional is... Uh, yes, 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 yes. Go yes. <laughs> This, um, it's about this college student, or high school student, no, it's college student. I think they're college students, yeah. yeah. Who, um, ends up dying along, or she kills herself, and another guy kills herself too, kills himself, and this one woman sets up this confessional for all these people who have paid a, have played a part in these these suicides of these um, these right. adults and coerces them to participate. Yes, he doesn't kidnap them, but they're forced to. They're participate. Like we're gonna, we'll, the the 
the person who set this up is like, I will release things right. unless you come. And then mm-hmm. once they come, they can't leave until they they admit what the person wants them to admit. Right. Um, I wish this movie went a little further. It didn't go far enough. It was pretty vanilla when it comes down to it. And I think that's the problem with this movie. Great. I think it had a pretty cool premise. Um, I could get along with that one. Watching six or seven different people give confessionals and watch their character change through that. Which, it really doesn't happen in this movie. Right. None of the characters really change. Or learn anything. Or learn, or they just, it's the same note throughout. And, um... And the acting is dramatic. Yeah. These are like college drama majors. Right. Which I think this movie should have been anyway. Because don't you think young people are drama majors anyway? It felt like sitting in acting class watching monologues from freshmen. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not saying I'm a freaking thespian by any means, but... They were hamming it up. I'll give them that. I think this movie needed it or else I would have been fucking bored. Because without with leaving everything else that I just said out, yeah, they needed to have, bring something to there, or else or I'm just watching. I might as well just go to church. Okay. So um, I don't recommend this movie though. No, me neither. It's um, not terrible. No, it's not a horrible not, thing. But it wasn't great. I didn't care. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care for any of the people in it. Right. Um, all right. Next. Next up, uh, I think I fell asleep for the end of this. I don't remember. Hell House 3, Lake of Fire, uh, 2019 yes. on Shudder. I don't think I made it all of that. All right, what else do we have? That's it? That's it. Oh, fuck. All right, <laughs> coming up next, our movie of the week. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the John Carpenter love story, Starman. Sci-fi love story. Yeah, sure. Throw sci-fi in there, I think too. It's, called, it's defined as sci-fi romance. <laughs> <laughs> sci-fi romance. I have never seen this John Carpenter movie. It's, it's escaped me for many, many years. Yeah, and I guess until we were watching it, I didn't realize that you had never seen it before. No. Because I've seen it several times, but not since I was a child. Like, 11, I think, is probably the last time that I saw this movie. Um, And I watched it, unlike a lot of movies that I usually watch with my dad, I watched this one with my mom multiple times. And I don't remember if it was my idea to watch it multiple times or hers, Probably mine. She doesn't usually rewatch movies, but I knew <laughs> she liked this one. And so I knew that we could watch it a bunch of times if we wanted to. Um, and when I realized you'd never watched it before, I got really excited at the idea that you might love it. Because uh-huh. you love a good romance. Right. If you do it right, I do. you dig it. I do. Okay. I will start out by saying, honestly, through <clears throat> this movie, while watching it, I don't know how how many human beings cannot, like, tear up 
through all of it. Yeah, <laughs> like especially the end. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, the end, the beginning, um, all the different parts of this movie. Like, how can you keep a straight fucking face through yeah. it? Like, it's this is like this this movie does give you the feels. So let's uh, get to it. Let's get to it. All right. Um, yeah, you go. You know, yeah, this is okay. your movie. Know, this is your movie okay. of the week. I'm not I'll very let good you, at this. Yeah. Okay. So it opens. I. It opens on a satellite, and the satellite is projecting um, in 54 different languages out to any uh, extraterrestrial life that might be there. Greetings. They repeat it over and over, and I can't remember what it is, but it's something like, greetings, we mean you no harm. Um, They really want to find extraterrestrial life. They want them to come to Earth and so they can meet them and Mm -hmm. understand each other. Uh, So Starman, if you will finally answers that call he comes down his ship is like a meteor and it crash lands in madison wisconsin well the ship is like just like a ship but upon entering the atmosphere it burns and everything so you're right yeah so so it looks like a meteor externally and then eventually they find it yeah it's a ship so he's just really a ball of light uh at his very core that's all he's made up of so he goes to Karen Allen's house. This her name's Jenny Hayden. He says her name full name over and over again. <laughs> she has been drinking a bunch of wine and watching a video not even a video, a projector yeah. film um, of she and her newlywed husband, um, who has recently died in an accident. Yes. You find that out pretty quickly. And then she passes out in her bed and this alien life form comes in looks at a bunch of pictures of her husband, who was uh, Jeff Bridges, and finds a lock of his hair that she had kept in mm-hmm. these scrapbooks and clones himself into Jeff Bridges. Into a human, so that he can yeah. assimilate into the Earth and experience things as, a, right. as an Earthling. Right, yeah. He speaks almost no English at all. So she wakes up, is completely shocked to see her alive husband. Yeah. Well, at first, though, she sees... She hears something and then yeah. sees a baby on the floor that oh, slowly... that's right. She sees all of that. Yeah. yeah. She slowly grows into an, an adult Jeff Bridges. With a butt double from the back. Yeah. And then she passes out after that. Yeah. In shock. Because he, he says something strange. He barely speaks any English. Right. So, and then so she she's, she's freaked out. And yeah. Yeah. Of course she would be freaked out. Her dead husband's there now. Right. And it's not him. And she's super weird. And she yeah. knows it's not him, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, he, while she's passed out, he contacts his planet and says, I crash-landed, crash-landed in the wrong place. Yes. Um, and I need an extraction. Right. Um, he also says it's a hostile environment. Yes. He calls them primitive savages. It's a hostile environment. Please... Give me an extraction. So he finds out he needs to go to Phoenix. Right. And they are in Wisconsin. they're in Madison, Wisconsin. So she wakes up and he basically, he just says, we go now. Mm -hmm. And she just sort of follows him. And as an adult, I thought, why wouldn't she fight? But then as an adult, I thought, because she's looking at her dead husband. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what I would do. Exactly, yeah. He came back from the dead and was like, I have to go to Phoenix. We gotta go to Phoenix now. He's gonna be like, okay. That's pretty much what she does at first, yeah. So yeah, this is a fish out of water cross-country movie. Sci-fi romance. With with the dude from The Untouchables. 
Yes. Uh, the tax dude from the Untouchables. Yes, and... <laughs> so all the time the government is after him. Because they, they actually, they shoot down, yeah, they shoot down his yeah. his meteor plane. So he's off course. And then, yeah, that's when they leave. And then the um, military and SETI and everyone else is after them. And and that's that's the movie in the nutshell of, of the action and what's going on. Right. And then that's when we start to build our characters a bit more through the, the trials and tribulations of of crossing this country Which and getting I, to Arizona. Yeah. And I want to walk through it all because it's all so sweet to me. All right. Start it off. So they stop at a gas station because her Mustang's almost out of gas. He doesn't understand this. Yada, yada. Cute. Funny. I don't speak English. I'm yes. an alien. <laughs> They stop. Uh, it's back in the 80s where a guy fills up your gas yeah. for you. Yeah, that was weird. I yeah. remember I was like, oh, shit, that's right. They used to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I've never, I don't remember it at all. I remember my dad worked at a gas station for a oh, short yeah, time. You said that. So, yeah, I remember him filling up gas. Yeah. One so she tries to get out of the car. He's actually got her gun at this point, and you never feel like she's in danger, but he has a loaded gun. Yes. That's for sure. He tries to stop her. She's like, I have to go to the bathroom. He has no idea what that means. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm not going to explain this to you. (laughs) And he lets her go. She goes to the bathroom and puts up a sign saying kidnapped uh, the description of her Mustang and the license plate number Mm -hmm. on the window or on, excuse me, on the window, on the mirror. He comes in and doesn't know what he's looking at. He doesn't know that. Oh, sorry. He goes to the men's room. Then there's a homophobic moment from Mm -hmm. some yokel trucker, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And he comes into the ladies room and she tries to push him out and he comes in and looks around and then it ends up seemingly they both leave with him seeing the note, but not really having any idea what it is. And Mm -hmm. they get back in the car. And then a couple minutes later, he shows her this crumpled note and says, (laughs) what does this mean? What What is kidnapped? kidnapped? Yeah. (laughs) So she feels very defeated at this point. And then they do kind of have it out. And she says, you know, you're, it, it means a stranger who looks like my husband is pointing a gun at me and forcing me to drive to Phoenix. That's mm-hmm. what kidnapped is. And then she ends up making the car stop, oh, almost hitting a truck, mm-hmm. screaming that she's been kidnapped. So this trucker tries to save her. And he, all this time, Jeff Bridges, a star man, has these silver balls that are like his power. And I mean, mm-hmm. he has like the labyrinth that are like... They're like the phantasm balls, but very small. But smaller. They just look normal until they start to glow. And this time he uses a tree on fire behind the trucker. To blow some shit up, yeah. And the trucker freaks out and leaves. And Karen Allen freaks out and just gets back in the car, because what else is she going to do? Yeah, he'll blow her up too, maybe. That's what she's thinking, probably. She doesn't know if he's dangerous or not. And that's kind of a turning point where he just said, he keeps calling her Jenny Hayden by her full name. Which ends up being cute. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he just says, I mean you no harm, Jenny Hayden. And she sort of calms down. And then they start, you know, talking and building sort of a relationship. He explains where he's from and what he was set here to do. He starts to learn English from her. They develop a sort of bond. And then they end up at a diner. Um, Did I miss anything? I don't think I did. Maybe I did miss some uh, yeah, pops or something you like missed, that. Yeah, you missed the scene where they, I mean, they're getting away and the cops know that they're out there and that they're they're on their tail, they're catching right. up to them. Right. So they pull into a hotel for the night that's just... The that's, hotel. That's yeah. hosting a football party or like a, a like a, like there's a football game going on and it's people... It's Tar Heels, are, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, North uh, Carolina Tar Heels. 
and there are people, <laughs> there's tons of people there. You want to go through this? <laughs> you, I mean, you cut this whole part out. I thought you would be proud of me that I knew a college football team. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> okay, go ahead. You're just so excited to tell me that. <laughs> you had to interrupt me. Okay. Okay. So the cops find them at this hotel, and then um, they, they're told to wait. Mm-hmm. But one of the football fans tells them that, hey, we uh, there's some cops trying to get in your car, so they cause a distraction, so Starman and, and Karen Allen can escape in her car. The cops find out and chase them, and Jeff Bridges still has the gun on him. So uh, he points the gun at the cops to defend himself, but he's not going to shoot. So the cops have a shotgun, and they end up shooting inside of the car and hitting Karen Allen mm-hmm. and killing her. Mm-hmm. He... Gets away and... No, no, you jumped ahead because first they're at the diner. Before that happens, oh, yeah, you skip. Oh, yeah, you skipped that. What are you talking about? I no, skipped it. No, I skipped said it. I missed something and then I was going to get yeah, to the diner. I missed something. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Before that happens, they go to a diner and she is explaining to him. She shows him the map. She explains credit cards to him and mm-hmm. tells him how he's going to get to Phoenix right. just in case something happens to her. Quote, She's going to ditch him, yeah. The whole plan was she was going to get on a bus and ditch him. Before they go into the diner, they, there's a deer that's been... Uh, Hunted. Uh, killed, but what's the word? Bungeed to the hood of a car. Right, strapped. By a hunter. And the hunter says something snide because Jeff Bridges can't stop staring at this deer. And then he goes into the diner and while Karen Allen and Jeff Bridges are in this diner, he can't stop staring at... She's like, would you please stop looking at that deer for a second <laughs> yeah. and pay attention to what I'm telling you? Um, and then she is about to leave on the bus mm-hmm. when she's about to leave out the out of the kitchen when the server tells her, um, your fella is out... He's not at the... His, his you shouldn't leave just anymore. yet. You shouldn't leave. Yeah. He's gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she looks outside, and he's out at the car by the deer. She goes outside and watches him, and he uses one of the silver balls, silver glowing balls, and brings the deer back to life and unties the deer. The deer gets up, pets the deer, deer runs off. Mm. And she's, the hunter's obviously really pissed off. She's so moved by this that she's not going to leave him. She's going to stay because she's so moved by this bringing the deer back to life that he couldn't let it go. The hunter's pissed, all his drunk friends come out, mm-hmm. and a brawl ensues. Right, and then Karen Allen pulls out her gun, yeah. fires it, and they end up leaving, taking off, and nearly hitting that bus that she was going to yes. leave on, and then the hillbillies hit the bus themselves, the cops come, and then they learn that, oh, they're on the run right now, and they're headed, and that's when they head over to the hotel, right. motel, and escape from there. Karen Allen gets shot in the car, they hide out somewhere. In, an, in a trailer that's being hauled to wherever it's being hauled to. Right. Yeah. So they yeah they take this trailer, uh, they go through the checkpoints. No one checks the house that they're hiding in. That's on the on this truck. They get to this gas station. Uh, Starman goes in there. I guess we don't get to see the scene, but he goes in and hitches a ride from the cook. Mm-hmm. Karen Allen, of course, she was shot and killed. Starman brings her back to life in this house. So after that, after a while, she wakes back up. And goes to find him, sees that, you know, he's taken off because one of the waitresses tells her. Uh, while she's making a phone call to the guy from the Untouchables who works for SETI. And she's like, dude, don't fuck with him. Like, he's not trying to hurt anyone or anything. You know, she's he's trying fine. to go home, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, she ends up gaining a ride from this other dude who was at the, the cafe. In this crazy hot rod. In this hot, hot rod. rod. <laughs> like, straight out of a ZZ Top video. Like, 
they plow down an Arizona road to and then to to catch up with them, and that they see that there's a roadblock, another one waiting for them with tons of military and everything. She catches up with Starman. They make their escape through uh, with a. The hot rod guy makes a distraction, so of course every single person who's there has to go see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, the entirety of the government and the National Guard is like, let's go check out this one thing. That's pretty much how they do it today, <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> then, uh, need four hundred people to do a f- <laughs> put a tack in a wall. Good job. And the reunion of Starman and Jenny Hayden is very sweet. Mm-hmm, yeah. You can tell he cares about her. You can tell she cares about him. Mm-hmm. And they make their escape. They make their escape. They get into a truck with some other people. Uh, these people drop them off at a train that's taking off, and oh. they... I don't... What? <laughs> in that truck, they have a discussion because there's a baby in the truck uh-huh. that Karen Allen can't have children right, with. She yes. tried with her husband, and they can't. It's important. Continue. Actually, no. That conversation doesn't happen in that truck, does it? Or doesn't it happens earlier, doesn't it? Happens it happens in the truck. Hmm, I thought yeah. that conversation. She looks at that baby and says, "Just why don't you have a baby?" And she, she said, was, "I wanted one, but I was one of the people lucky enough to, and I and couldn't, like, have, I couldn't yeah. have one, right?" Mm-hmm. Wow, I thought that scene came earlier because I would have said something about it. No, it's in the truck. Well, so then he ends up fucking her on the train to give her a baby because when she okay, got but... shot and healed, he healed her. He ended up healing her uterus too when he did that. But don't say fucked. It's a very lovely scene. They made love on the train. I'm sorry. Have you never listened to this podcast before? This is sci-fi romance. Yeah, my way. <laughs> the way I want to review it. So they make love. It's yeah. a very tender and sweet yeah, scene. Yeah, she she you, makes love to a clone of her ex-husband. Not you, creepy at all. You can absolutely tell that she is... Right, seeing her husband at this point. I'm never going to say she fell in love with Starman, because that is not what happened. Right. And we'll get more into that at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, post-coital, Starman's fucking yucking it up there, ear-to-ear smile and everything, and everyone's happy about what happened, and he explains to her, he's like, I gave you a child, Uh, he's going to be kind of like me. He'll have all of my knowledge, but he will be your husband's son. Right. Yeah. Makes her very happy. Um, she hugs them. They embrace. Uh, and then they get to Las Vegas, 400 miles off point from where they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So Starman um, starts rigging some slot machines. They get some moolah off of that. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> they get a Cadillac. He gets half a million dollars on one spin. Yep. Uh, takes off towards... Um, uh, where Winslow, supposed to, Winslow yeah. Arizona, where uh, a meteor hits. I believe I've been there before. Okay. Uh, or at least some crater, crater yeah. I've been to. When I was very young, I was there. Anyway, they go there. That's where he's going to get his rendezvous. Of course, the military's on their ass. They're going to blow him away. And all this time... Um, oh, before he even gets to the crater, they stop off at like a... Like a, a little diner. A little diner yeah. where they have cake and pies and shit. And they're eating... Yeah, he tries Dutch apple pie at the first diner for the first time. And he loved it. He loves it. So he tries the peach cobbler, or I'm sorry, the cherry cobbler. Right, and he likes it. Not as much, but yeah. And that's when the police catch up to him, and they notify the dude from SETI. He comes in and speaks to them. He, like, starts asking questions like, you know, what's this and what's that? Just trying to get info. And then Karen Allen is pretty much just like, dude, he's dying right now. He's going to die if he stays here. 
let him go, let him reach this yeah. destination. So he ends up letting them go, telling the cops that these are the wrong people. They take off. And then the head of the CIA or whatever fucking force is going on comes down and sees like they're gone, blames the other guy because he let him go. And then they chase him to the crater. They make their way down to the crater. And then that's when Starman's friends come in a big ship. And the final moments are is a nice conversation with him and Karen Allen. Right. And once and it's a very sunny day out. Once the ship hovers over, everything turns to red. And then they say their goodbyes. And it's it's definitely Jenny Hayden. It's Starman saying goodbye to her and loving her in the way he's learned to in the past right. like three days as a human. It's Jenny Hayden saying goodbye to her husband, which she never mm-hmm. got to do. Exactly, yes. And I'm like tearing up. Just yeah, and about she it. has to go with him, and he's like, "You won't survive. You'll yeah. die." And he's like, "She's like, I don't care, <laughs> you know." Yeah. But she still, and of course, he doesn't take her. I mean, yeah, that was the closure closure she needed to move on in her life, and now yeah. she's gonna have this child, and yeah. Um, I like how this movie ended. It just fucking ended. Boom. Mm-hmm. He went up in his ship. Over. Yeah. No bullshit going on. And I didn't need to see any more characters in this movie. Agreed. So, yeah, I thought that was... I liked the ending very much. Um, so, yeah, I recommend this movie. I had a good time watching it. It was a nice... It's a nice love story. Yeah. With sci-fi elements in it. Agreed. And I loved it. And like all movies that I saw as a child that I've yet to see as an adult, I was bracing myself. Mm-hmm. And... So relieved that it, it holds up. It's still so good. Yeah, and it's a departure from other John Carpenter movies. Oh, yeah. Yes, it is. Did you look up to see if he wrote the score for it? No, he didn't write the score for okay. it. But I know, I think he does one song or the theme for it at okay. least. Or at least he performs it now in his stage shows. Because okay. it's on his album where he does all of the hits from his movies. Like all the themes from right, his right. movies. So, um, yeah, I... Um, I did. I did enjoy this very this movie very much, and I do recommend it. Do you have a favorite part? Because I do. It's the one I always remembered as a kid. It's the end. I love the end. Oh yeah. yeah. And I think as an adult, that would be my favorite part mm-hmm. now. But when I was a kid, I thought it was hilarious. He learns how to drive from observing her, nah. <laughs> and he notices that she runs a lot of yellow lights. So he runs a yellow light, and they almost get t-boned by a semi, and mm-hmm. she freaks out. I thought you were paying attention to me. I was. Green go. Red, stop. Yellow, go very fast. (laughs) (laughs) And I always thought that was hysterical. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I like the part also, um, like like after they they made love on the train, (laughs) a couple of hobo transients... That he's just all, like the biggest smile on his yeah. face. This is like the first orgasm he's ever had because they probably don't exist wherever he's from. Yeah, it's the it's the yeah sins of the flesh that he's never experienced before. Just like the Dutch apple pie. Right, he's never were, eaten food before. Right, he's, he's experiencing all this new yeah. shit. And he was saying earlier that his you know his planet is one. They're all in unity and everything. And that they came down to, he came down to Earth just to observe, like, other ones have had. Because he, when he's speaking to the SETI guy, he's like, others have been here, others are here now, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And just we're observing what's going on. And hopefully, you know, at some point in time, we can work together. Yeah. Obviously, now isn't, because they sent out this message, and someone came, and then they're ready to blow them out of the sky. Yeah. So now is not the time to they're do this hostile. kind of He thing. always refers to them as primitive right this is primitive stuff yeah. but 
I, I do like the line he says in the movie. He says, you guys are your best when you're at your worst. Yeah. So I, I like that I line. I started to cry. Cool. I think it's the circumstances of our lives right now <laughs> yeah. that made me cry when he said that. But yeah. But yeah, uh, I recommend this movie. And I'm sure you do too. Seeing Absolutely. It's your movie. I love it. It's a rent on Amazon. Rent it. I should have bought it. It was only 10 bucks. <laughs> I should have bought it. I'll get you the DVD. All right. Yeah, sure. That's exactly what I want. <laughs> You'll always have it. It'll be less than 10 bucks. I'll be great. always have it until the internet collapses if I buy it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us this week, and we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. <laughs>